0: Hey, folks, I have some uh, bonus episodes popping up um, for you. The first one is from TCAF of 2018. I want to give a thanks and shout out to Jamie Colville of World Balloon Academy um, for allowing me to share this audio um, from this panel uh, between David Brothers, the homie. And the other homie, Ron Wimberley, who you actually hear a couple different episodes from because Lab is coming out. So we took some time to talk about stuff. This was done, of course, at Toronto Comic Arts Festival. This is the radical application of the black aesthetic. There will be a link in the show notes and the blog post. Uh, for, I mean, to Jamie Colville's page with all a bunch of different TCAF panels and previous panels from other comic conventions. I hope you will go click and go listen to go get that good information and good talks. Um, I hope you enjoy. Look forward for more. Um, These episodes come up on Patreon first. Patreon.com slash Julian Lytle uh, You'll probably hear this at the end too in my nice little outro And again, thanks to Jamie and David Enjoy
1: well, Hello everybody, welcome to a Radical Application of Black Aesthetic um, Before we get started, I would like to say a few words, and some of you probably heard me say this for goodness time and probably heard me butcher already but the Toronto Comics Art Festival would like to acknowledge that the land on which we gather is on the, is on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Mississaugas of the New Credit First Nation, the Haudenosaunee, and the huron that, and that indigenous peoples have lived on and cared for this land for more than 15,000 years. This territory is covered by the Dish With One Spoon Wakamang Belt Treaty. Today, Toronto is still the home to many indigenous people from Cross Turtle Island. We acknowledge that settlers on on the land directly benefit from the process of colonization. In recognition of our gathering and on these lands of TCAP 2018, the festival has made a donation to Native Child and Family Services of Toronto. We look forward to increasing our support and programs for indigenous creators in the years to come. And we would like to thank our sponsors. Programming at TCAP 2018 is sponsored by Seneca College's Faculty of Communication, Art and Design. TCAP would also like to thank our presenting sponsors, the McGowan, Little Island Comics, and Toronto Public Library. Thanks to our media sponsor, Now Magazine. And we also recognize the support of Canada Council for the Arts, the Ontario Arts Council, the Toronto Arts Council.
2: Thank you, and everyone enjoy. That's dope. That was cool, right? Y'all already got one up on us. Also, my
3: recorder just died, so Jamie, thank you for recording this. Oh, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Let me get the mic. Oh, yeah, it doesn't out, right? Yeah. Um, so this is the radical application of black aesthetic. Um, how many of y'all are people of color? Did I see a show of hands? Or self-identified? All right, how many of y'all are black? Okay. So we're going to get into some shit. Basically.
4: <laughs>
3: so I can read the ex- explanation that you put in Lab Magazine. Because I'm going to critique
2: it. That's good, though. Read, yeah. oh, oh, this. Yeah. Um. Oh, wow, yeah,
0: like, just do that.
2: Yeah, All right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I just had the footnote. Should I read it, or...? Actually, yeah, that would be cool. We'll start to the bottom left. Okay. All right, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> cool, right? All right. The nigger aesthetic is a representation of the black body, black, black life, and the corresponding way of seeing and thinking about the black body, as informed by white supremacy's stigmatization of the black body and black life. Elements of the nigger aesthetic are the material qualities of the black body and black life i.e. dark skin, nappy hair, singing, dancing, even pain and suffering that have been stigmatized by white supremacy The nigger aesthetic differs from the black aesthetic in that the nigger aesthetic's function are the nigger aesthetic's function of stigmatization Black aesthetic doesn't necessarily acknowledge the stigmatization of the black body or black life the power of the nigger aesthetic is aptly summed up in the words of the of then-President Woodrow Wilson <clears throat> after a White House screening of Birth of a Nation, cinema's first great applica- application of the nigger aesthetics. It is like writing history with lightning, and my only regret is that it is also terribly true. And you guys know. Woodrow. Yeah.
3: <laughs> From Princeton to the White House. So, are oh. you already got a question? <laughs> well, no,
5: would you guys mind introducing
3: yourself? Oh, oh yeah, so... Uh... mess this part up. I'm
2: David Brothers uh. <laughs> uh, so this is
3: Ron Wimberly cartoonist uh, recontour. you said uh, <laughs> I'm just a, a cartoonist yeah, yeah yeah you know communicator uh, yeah yeah um, I'm David Brothers I do stuff like this I talk to people about comic books and hopefully teach people stuff um, so, we're here to talk about basically like the way the black body is cartooned mm-hmm. or treated more generally in uh, our pop culture, our natural culture, mm-hmm. like cu- cultural culture. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that struck me, what Ron was reading from, was from Lab Magazine, mm-hmm. which drops this weekend. Uh, you'll have it at your table at Tika. Yeah, yeah. The Beehive Table, my table. Yeah. And what struck me is that the black aesthetic is something that was created by black people. Mm-hmm. You agree?
2: Well, yeah, I think. Um <coughs> Yeah. Okay. So I think the name. Yeah. Because yeah. Blackness is kind of like a, in its own sort of way, um, a uh, politicizing and reclaiming like the stigmatization yeah. in a weird. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like yeah. Certainly the codifying of it as well Yeah, it's
3: black black people (laughs) And (laughs) the nigger aesthetic is a white creation Yeah That has been occasionally co-opted by black Mm -hmm. people Um, You called that a a radical move
4: Mm -hmm.
2: What makes it radical? Um, Wow, okay, so it's funny Because I just... um In uh, Black History in Its Own Words I talk, you know, I had that Angela Davis quote Which is actually like Angela Davis quoting Marx Which is, um, radical Is to grab something Or is to grasp something at its root And I think um, A way of uh, A way of Kind of misappropriating, right? The nigger aesthetic—it, you thats radical in the sense that it acknowledges the um, political function of the nigger aesthetic, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and that's. Identifying what it, what it's meant to do, you know, like in a social way, in a historical way, political, economic way. You know? mm-hmm. So that's why it's radical. Do you think one of those ways that it's
3: executed has like primacy over the other? Was it like, we want to keep people down by depicting them this way? We want to make money by depicting them this way? What do you think the original thrust was?
2: Oh, uh, well, <clears throat> that's a good question because... Um, I feel like it's original. I feel like it's just a product of the um, what was happening, like historically and economically, and its its function, uh, whether it was produced to. Do what it what it is or not is like i don 't know that's a that 's another discussion, yeah. but its function is uh, definitely to um, brand the black body and the black life as being something uh, subhuman or uh, mm-hmm. something you know it 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 reifies that rift between um, black bodies and black life and the human being, yeah, I would say. And one of the
3: things, like, when it's people like stereotype the black body, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, big lips, big butts, it's all human features taken mm-hmm. to, like, an inhuman, like, mm-hmm. scare quotes mm-hmm. uh, level. So when you're reclaiming it, like, how do you factor it? how do you factor in that kind of thing? Like, how mm-hmm. do you make it so that if you draw somebody with big lips, uh, like, we've got this Joker image up here, mm-hmm.
2: like, what makes... This
3: more interesting than like what Dartmouth Was doing Hmm. in the past Hmm.
2: Well what I um, And this is why like the uh, The
0: uh,
2: I forget exactly I was making I was referring to earlier What the title of the panel is Hmm. Um, I'm not sure I believe in the act Of reclamation I think I'm using Something that is Pretty dangerous, right? In a sense, to uh, maybe make an awareness in the um, in the audience or the reader of the political and historical uh, subjectivity around the the aesthetics. So to to make the audience aware of, like, say, there's certain things that you may take for granted when you see. Uh, a Sambo right like you may take for granted That okay well this is meant to hurt me Right um, and this Is a bad image So I think the way I want to use the image Is to make people Question or interrogate What, what And why you know so um are, are big is dark skin bad like are big lips bad mm-hmm. or like why are they are they bad and <laughs> why why is this application of this um making me feel bad and like what what is the intent mm-hmm. like that's more my um my purpose or hopefully the function of my aesthetics as opposed to like okay well any sort of uh, Direct reclamation I think I'm using it I don't know if it can be Reclaimed but I'm hoping that it can Be used to uh, To provoke An awareness or subjectivity about The aesthetics and and maybe even More so like use those aesthetics To make an awareness about The function of maybe even White supremacy more so than like You know even the aesthetics You know what I mean like kind of like look you know, like this is an image that's saying, "Look closely and carefully," and it's powerful. So, like, like understand me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, understand what your place and your positionality in the world, and why why this image is making you feel this way. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Um, can you talk a little bit about this image, uh, oh, the Cotton yeah. Club? Because there's a there's a lot in this. Mm. Uh, let's start with the Cotton Club. Mm. Yeah. So the Cotton Club was a club. Now, um, I think. Was it Jack Johnson who, um, it was bought from Jack Johnson Mm -hmm. by like a white gangster. It was a club where um, slummers, like white uh, jazz listeners, could go uptown to Harlem and listen to jazz and see black performers. But only the performers were allowed to attend as performers. Um, The Cotton Club. Yeah. Yeah. Jazz age. um, And that's deep because uh,
3: we've got a very fraught history with cotton in America (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 yeah,
2: to say the least we're probably both wearing cotton too right (laughs) is interesting yeah like cotton was um you know cotton if you if you have a chance see if you can pick up this book Empire of Cotton like cotton is you know it's what industrialized Europe you know um and the network uh of industry built on war capital capitalism uh, is what really pulled Europe with, you know, Britain especially mm-hmm. um, ahead of everyone else. And what's really interesting is um, the network of labor and that story, the story of cotton is really what unifies like the dehumanized chattel slave and the narrative, you know, that Marx and Engels was talking about, like the, the laborers and, mm-hmm. you know, in Britain and in Germany, like it, it kind of like pulls all that story together. But that's a completely different path. Yeah. Um, just as a
3: sidebar, uh, <laughs> like on a related note, the, it trips me out that cotton and sugar were the two main things they had slaves working on. Mm. Like I feel like God believes in irony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, so we've got the Joker, Mr. Mm-hmm. Joker, uh, and it's a riff on like the DC Comics character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But with specifically like Sambo features, which mm-hmm. was something I had never thought about, like the
2: big red lips, the like you know slick back hair. Uh, what were you, what were you expressing here? Um, well, just like aesthetically, I was thinking about Cab Calloway, and I was thinking about um. <clears throat> The act of performing for um, performing for a white audience. Mm-hmm. And sort of um There's an it's difficult for me not there's an entire story I made for this, right? <laughs> it's supposed to, right? And it and um, the following page there's a description and it essentially uh, it's as if um uh, Ellison had. I was thinking about if Ellison wrote, like, uh, did a bootleg of Batman you know Mm -hmm. and that's what the image is from and I think about the Joker and thinking about the Joker as a performer thinking about jazz age performers and having to perform black identity and in some well not that's pre-black identity having to perform the nigger aesthetic Mm -hmm. and uh, using that (laughs) um, to survive you know Mm -hmm. and uh, thinking about how twisted it is and and um yeah. And also this in this newspaper, I deal with the villain as well, and kind of like the the notion of the the relationship between the hero and the villain. And like for me, I've kind of always felt like the natural order, the order as it is now, is antagonistic to me. So ultimately, wouldn't the villain be my hero in any sort of you know mm-hmm. any hero that's going to maintain the structure as it is now is actually like you know actually it's basically I, the police at that yeah, point. yeah 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 like I would believe in the villain like the villain is uh bringing something that could be new yeah
3: or at least different mm. um also the split spade flush band mm. yeah <laughs> is there so many like old timey slurs for black people mm. and, like people just don't know about it anymore right 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, but let's talk about performing blackness. You mentioned mm. that a minute ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is a clip from Jay Z's story of uh, OJ, mm. where he played a character called Jabo, while he's talking about like how if you're black in America, it doesn't matter what you have. Like you will be black forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Jay Z is performing a specific type of blackness, like black capitalist. Mm-hmm. Like if you have money, here's what you spend it on. Here's like the smart way to be rich. Um, How do you feel... Like, in your work, you very often work with black themes. How do you feel about performing blackness for an audience that might not be in the same demographic or have
2: the same kind of foundation? Mm. I mean, that's why it's, like, really... It's fraught, right? And I'm always learning. I'm always dealing with it. You know what I mean? Like, even right now. You know? Um, I'm thinking about how I can create work that... Create work that provokes that question in the viewer, you know, mm-hmm. like more more so than anything. And like one of the things that's really was really hard for me is when I created work and like uh, and talking to an audience and realizing like, oh, OK, I just made a consumable for them, mm-hmm. you know, like something to kind of reify their own either identity performance. Or their uh, infatuation with the commodity of, you know, blackness you know? Mm-hmm. Like the thing that I get the most is like, you know, it's just like a black guy with a sword Like some sort of a phallic object in his hand It's <laughs> like one of the most popular images I could ever create, like always consistently yeah. You know, and, I, and so I started to think about like, well, what can I do with my aesthetics to... Break that connection that the audience has with the aesthetic, and I actually I think that's what's great about a sample for a black audience is uh, there's there's going to be a, like a, you're gonna you're gonna look at that and you're not gonna identify with it. Yeah. It's like in a, in a great way. Anytime you use you know, and if you're you know, my work is for a black audience. Like um, anytime you you work with those graphics, you're gonna create a disassociation effect because it's like you know. Um, while Even the J-Bo Character is You know He's like He's Jay-Z Ain't nobody Want to look at The Sambo And be like Oh yeah That's like me You know what I mean Like you oh. So then you're like You're starting to You're forced To kind of think About Uh the political and um, historical context of what you're looking at and you're starting to question that as opposed to being like identifying and be like oh yeah I'm just like Jable it's, like oh. it's like well <laughs> wait
3: am
0: I? Huh?
2: yeah you know <laughs> you know what I mean and this
3: is a long tradition of cartoons uh, using this aesthetic mm-hmm. you know I was born in 83 so I grew up on Pasco mm-hmm. uh, who was in hindsight like a blackface Dog, child, mm-hmm. which is messed up you uh, know. a little bit. Mickey um, Mouse, <laughs> yeah, yeah, same yeah. thing. He uses <laughs> a lot of the same. It's the aesthetics. language of minstrel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, how do you feel about that when it when it's expressed outside
2: of an American context? Like Mr. Popo from Dragon Ball Z. Oh man, I didn't. I don't know if I if that got past the editing because I, um but I did do a whole thing, and I want to do a whole newspaper on. This Like on a whole bunch of stuff Like the phenomenon of uh, those aesthetics And how they are moving back and forth The aesthetic exists, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There are a lot of things Like even the Kewpie is an aesthetic That was appropriated from the West You Mm -hmm. know, into anime You know, and it's often also kind of has a fraught relationship Just to like Take a little sidebar The QB people say It's like oh Well they're drawing These white Like that's somehow In an aspiration To uh, White um, Innocence uh, I didn't. I didn't really mean. Uh, I didn't mean li- like literally. Oh, what they- yeah. I'm speaking from the voice of like the observer, the Western uh, observer, like the occidental view on like how the QP is used. Is like okay, they're drawing like white characters. Oh, like, I see. There are no Japanese people in anime, or there are no like black people in anime, or whatever. Which is like um, no. Well, the aesthetic it draws from QP, and I do think. Um, Maybe the original intent That infatuation is with Something that is uh, That is innocent and something that is cute Mm -hmm. And also something that is a bit foreign But not in the sense of uh, Not in the sense of Like a self-loathing or something I think Mm -hmm. For one's features Although there is a history of Some some things like this Uh, And when I see Mr. Popo I see uh, An aesthetic that was Appropriated To use Like a fascination You know Because like Sambo was huge in Japan Like they actually uh, I don't have all the The dates And the info But It was kind of Bootleg The original story Which is a story About a South Asian um, Child Who runs Is running from Like a tiger uh, Runs around a tree Or jumps up in a tree And the tiger Runs around the tree Until he turns into butter Which is like You know (laughs) But like That was really big In Japan Right And I mean, I don't know, you'd have to ask um, Toriyama, but like, I don't know where he got it from, but I'm sure that he was of the age at the right time to experience these graphics. Mm-hmm. And just the same way that he appropriates a lot of, you know, there's a lot of Orientalism in Toriyama's work. And when I say Orientalism, I mean like the Western lens on the on Asia. In Dragon Ball, there's a lot of that. Like, if you look at all of those characters, all of the heavenly characters, they are sort of a shorthand of South Asian, you know, like they have a the South Asian look, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Mr. Popo is is like, that is an appropriate graphic. Now, is it indicative of some inherent... Uh, Anti-blackness in the um, in the story or in the character mm-hmm. or in Toriyama, I'd say you know that's not my. <laughs> I don't know Toriyama, but I'd say no. But do the this is what subjectivity is. Mm-hmm. That image, even though it's appropriated and taken outside of its context, for us subjectively, mm-hmm. it's still harmful. Right? It can be harmful unless you have a subjective. Uh, way of seeing the art in which case you're like okay no this actually he's not he's just Dark. Yeah, <laughs> his dark his darkness. Even though he is a servant, right? His darkness for in this subjective context is not sort of ridiculed, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and his lips are not ridiculed. Like there, you know, people have people have big lips, people have red lips, people have brown lips, people have all types of lips, <laughs> right? Um, and I don't think uh, that's what he was trying to do. That's kind of like my take on it. However, it does not divorce the. Aesthetic language from its kind of original (laughs) function, right? And I'm not going to say intent, but its function. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been saying aesthetic a lot. Would you
3: describe it as a toolkit, Mm. almost, or like a constellation of things?
2: Um. I think in uh in um lab, I quoted Adorno. Uh, and his definition of aesthetics, but I would say like it's a it's a regime of of uh, making and expressing you know um, yeah a toolkit for mm-hmm. sure right but also that toolkit extends to the um, experience of of the of the you know of the tools applied right yeah. <laughs> like the application of the tools so like when we say aesthetics we're talking so it's about like that plus, plus effect yeah 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 yeah. okay yeah. um how old are you I'm 39 I turned 39 and on the 28th of April so was there a lot of this kind of imagery around when you were a kid oh hell yeah man yeah. like um a lot of those old cartoons were still on you know, uh, like, I definitely got to see, I forget the name of her now, but the Mammy from uh, Tom and Jerry. Oh, yeah. You know, literally never see her. I mean, you might have seen her face once. Um, yeah, I think that stuff was always around. And, like, there are always little artifacts, little dolls and things you'll see somewhere, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. It, or on somebody's lawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, in, in D.C. was a strange place because... Um, Black life was ubiquitous in a way that, like, that sort of thing would never occur to be, like, negative to me. Mm-hmm. You know, but once you move out of that space and you have, like, a sort of different uh, perspective on it and you see how uh, other people react to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: yeah, I remember when I was a kid, uh, the Mammy, like, I, I love Tom and Jerry. It's one of my favorite cartoons. Watch your Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, She went from Black to white Like they recolored her For (laughs) the uh, They changed her voice too Yeah And kind of I don't say sanitizing Is not the right word But like making it appropriate For 80s babies Instead Mm -hmm. of You know like People born in the 20s When that was was cool Um, What do you think About things like that Where it's almost Stitching it out of history I hate that shit man
2: Yeah I'm like Just Just show it You know what I mean If you want to show it Show it, right, mm-hmm. because like you've already decided that its function as a product is more important to you than like you know, <laughs> so you still want you still want to cake up off of it, you still want to get paid for it, right you still yeah. want you know use it, but like and in a weird sort of way, you want to do that while at the same time not admitting that the original function of it or like it's it's space like uh, it's uh re- relativity to um the world that it came from mm-hmm. and you know what, what it means is when you see that and you see that it's just the material world of that time and of our time to be honest yeah. created that imagery so like by taking it out you're in a weird sort of way denying that the, the, the historical reality it's sort of like cultural money 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 laundering. Yeah, for sure.
3: <laughs> it is. Yeah. That's a great <laughs> uh, Yeah, you got a question? I just question on that. So sometimes I know the old Warner Brothers things, they put up like a disclaimer mm. being like, we didn't change this because mm. this is the way it actually was, and then mm-hmm. they show it. And I was wondering like where does that sit in like the constellation of like cultural money laundering? Mm.
2: Um, I don't know It's like, it's a weird I, The wording I don't have the wording In front of me But the wording is all You know, uh, it tends to Slip into that Um, they were men Of their time type Reflects of the values Of yeah, the yeah, time Yeah, yeah, yeah It's like, yes it, I mean, which is not An untrue statement mm-hmm. Um, it could also, you know, you could also append to that It reflects the values of our time <laughs> You know what I mean, that, that's kind of like yeah. what goes unsaid, right? Um, yeah, I, that's kind of how I feel about it I think it's like, um, you've got to say something you know, Or you could just show it and keep it 100, you know what I mean? And like, have, yeah, you know what I mean? And then like, have, you know, it's very dangerous Just put it out there, you know But I, I do think, um, if they are trying to Uh, Promote a sort of Subjectivity around uh, The work, yeah, go ahead and talk about it You know what I mean? Go ahead and talk about it But it would...
3: It's hard to tell if that's earnest or just like a lawyer in a room was like, "We have to put
2: this on here, or else people will sue." Whether or not it's earnest is like, yeah, it is hard to tell. Yeah. But it's also um, irrelevant to me because like, uh, you can just look at what the programming is, the contemporary programming is, and kind of like think, see about how earnest it is. Yeah. And so we talked about
3: uh, Mammy and Aunt Jemima. Mm-hmm. How is the black woman cartoon differently from the black man? Mm-hmm. in this in the nigger aesthetic, and the black aesthetic, really,
2: yeah man like um man, how do unpack that <laughs> uh it's it's weird because I mentioned bimbo too, right mm-hmm. um and which was also sort of like a uh indigenous or like south pacific South Asian cartoon, um which I think uh it's funny because like that word which I used to refer to the um, aesthetic uh, essential essentialization of, like, a, a woman's body, right? Started with that, started with uh, a brown body, right? Um, I I think with the mammy, it's crazy because, like, and I'm just going off the top of my head what makes it so difficult or so... There's so much to wrap your head around Because it's, like, uh, the mammy is, like, desexualized But the body is still sort of, like, it's hyper, hyper-physical Like, the body, like, she's, you know um, <laughs> She's still sort of like a... She's like a, a walking, a wet nurse, wound, like, cook, mm-hmm. you know um, And in a weird sort of way, like, seeing how that... Seeing how the aesthetics Turn her into something Different than what the aesthetics Would do say To like a white uh, You know Woman body character You know Mm -hmm. Um I don't know Like man What was your question Cause like You know I feel like A lot of it is me Asking those questions In the work Like I'm asking yeah. myself Those questions So like even in lab It's like I'm not I I, um, I posit some Uh Answers but a lot of it is me Working through that so like even with the joker Image it's me kind of like Asking those questions and interrogating like What you know the function is of these Of these aesthetics While at the same time Hopefully Mm -hmm. um, Producing something that Triggers that same Uh Uh like, phenomena in the audience, like, the creation of a critical framework that we can use to interrogate what these aesthetics are doing, you know what I mean, which is, like, important to me and my work, um, and I'm, I'm hoping that it can kind of, it's like a viral thing that then, when you go and you look at something else, you have a critical framework to kind of understand, or, like, kind of, like, not understand, but, like, interrogate aesthetics in general, Yeah, you know. As opposed to just like consuming the aesthetic, and in a way, I'm very wary of just like consuming an aesthetic, uh, and you know, like identifying with it and be like, oh, that's my story, and you know, like I've been represented, and it's like I feel when that happens, sometimes you're, you know, I think susceptible to just swallowing the pill of whatever it is you're looking at. You know? mm-hmm. um,
3: so you accept the parts that make you you, but alongside that are the parts where it's, that were
2: added to it and like the poisonous side? Yeah, and I don't think it's necessarily deliberate. You yeah. know, it could just be um, a matter of the material reality or the political reality that produces those aesthetics. Mm-hmm. So just reproducing, you know, the aesthetics reproducing kind of the material political reality, you know, that <laughs> produces the aesthetics. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um so the story of OJ thing, one thing I didn't know until I read your essay was that it was mostly a team of white animators. Mm. Um who were I assume working under the guidance of a black creative director. Mm. I like to think so anyway. Right. Uh how do you feel about that kind of thing where it's subverting the aesthetic to an extent, but it's from someone who doesn't have the experience of being harmed by the aesthetic. Mm. Like there's a lot of white cartoonists who do uh black exploitation comics. Mm. That just feel like Shitty black exploitation parodies mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Well I think what The reason why I wanted The reason why I wanted to make the newspaper Is to kind of You know I don't think I don't know if uh, How much we've been Really even asked to think about those things You know like so if You you know Maybe you just see a comic You just see those aesthetics It just makes you feel good Or it's like you know it's um, It turns you on in a way But like you never really Uh you never really question like why or you know like what what the aesthetics are doing mm-hmm. um yeah working in that sort of pastiche like that black exploitation pastiche it's like if you're just re- reproducing the pastiche you're um and you're not where whereas in some cases the original producers of those films or aesthetics uh Have a political awareness Of what they're trying to do with those aesthetics Mm -hmm. And I think in those cases They're more often to be like subversive, but like if you 're really just into sort of um, the appearance of them and you 're not really uh, interrogating like politically what they 're trying to do or doing mm-hmm. you know then you're you're maybe gonna just reproduce like <laughs> certain elements of you know the environment that you 're in mm-hmm. with the surface of those things you know what I mean like so uh, a uh, a preoccupation with like uh, Black masculinity, masculinity or like the libidinal aspects, of yeah. like, you know, uh, <laughs> the characters in a black exploitation, because like that's what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the black exploitation, that's what it is, and I think uh, some of sometimes it happens in black exploitation where it's like just the uh, people trying to they're making a film, um, white audiences like to see that too, mm-hmm. um, and they're just reproducing like sort of the white gaze in a weird sort of way. Yeah. yeah. There was a comic uh, last year
3: Howard Chaiken did by the States of Hysteria that had a lynching cover. Mm. It was not pro lynching. Mm. But it turns out if you do something that's too close to the real thing, it just looks like the real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was almost just like a hate crime for no reason.
2: Yeah, my whole thing is, is like Um
3: I shouldn't say for no reason. Right, right.
2: Yeah. I mean I you know, I'm not I don't I don't really care what Chaikin's intent is, right? Yeah. Like, um, the First of all If you're going to show that Like what's your reason mm-hmm. You know Um And You know You can answer that question Right Um Even if And if you're selling a product That is using that mm-hmm. Then it's like a commercial aspect to it The commercial You are selling The spectacle Of the destruction Of a body Right Yeah Um yeah, you're in 10 <laughs> uh, If yeah. you step on somebody's toe Their toe is still stepped right. on Right, the toe is still stepped on Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's talk about Ralph Bakshi mm-hmm. yes. Yeah Coonskin Josh was mad because I actually didn't talk that much about it Yeah I think I Let me just you read the paragraph <laughs> like. Here you go Yeah I was going to write a whole thing on Ralph Bakshi's 1975 film Coonskin But ran out of space And I'm not sure the work deserves my effort Despite some great performances by Philip Michael Thomas, Barry White, Charles Gordon, and Scatman Carruthers, as well as Bakshi's gorgeous designs, you cannot take that away from him. Coonskin also fails to achieve escape velocity from the original function of nigger aesthetics. Though the performances begin to subvert the flattening of the function of the nigger aesthetics, speaking to the performances of the, you know, the performance. Right? The story ultimately breaks down into a hollow spectacle for the white gaze of its director. And you can kind of see that here where I
3: feel like this image is simultaneously beautiful and terrible. Like, it, from a pure arts perspective, the contrast, like the way the, the black uh, faces just kind of sit on the other colors, even... I don't know if that's a painted sky or a photo. That's got to be a photo, actually. Yeah, he used a lot of photography. In yeah, the like, there's something aesthetically pleasing about it, but then when you look a little closer, it's like,
2: oh, all the black dudes are basically roaches, mm. and, like, that's not that cool anymore. Mm. And it's something reductive. It's like, I feel like, well, if you do if you do, kind of um, play with that, this is, what, this is why, you know, again, this is why I'm, I made the newspaper, is to kind of, like, get people to interrogate, like the the ideology of the form itself, you know what I mean mm-hmm. so um, the ideolo- ideology of the form of a of a Sambo is like you know it 's to stigmatize like the black body, mm-hmm. so then like what are you doing with the aesthetics to kind of counter that you know what I mean like I could say that maybe he 's trying to like what about the form of what you 're doing is doing that right, mm-hmm. so like combining these two elements like in Jabo like the J-Bo character. Um I don't feel like it's actually it's not actually saying any and to forget about the 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 stripper that's in it. Yeah. You know, like there's a stripper in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um Man, it's just so much to unpack You see what the, how difficult it was Just to like put all of that in like 3,000 words Like You don't understand how much I had to cut down Because like there's so much to deal with Anyway, like I don't see <laughs> how the J-Bo character in the, I don't see how it's any sort of an aesthetic critique Or an aesthetic even uh, illumination Or sort of like a um, juxtaposition For you to think about the reduction of And the lyrics, it's brilliant Because the lyrics are doing the exact same shit Because it's taking like You know, nigga has a word Mm-hmm. This is like This is how we This is how we use This is the function of it And like It's so nuanced It's not just E-R or A Or whatever the hell it is It's like In In the course of a record You can hear Nigga used In a way that is like Subversive mm-hmm. And also Like Reproducing You know what I mean Like okay Well that guy Like the way he said that word Yeah he dehumanized You know like He's talking about It's like yo That's my nigga It's like fuck that nigga Like you're doing Like it's, it's, a, it's a very And I think that is Radical in itself Because like It's taking away The reduction of What the word refers to And like That's what I think Is, is something you can Apply Nigga aesthetics Like if you take If you show How like Um complex the character is. Yeah. I think it could be something too where it makes you start to think about like well huh well the form is reductive. Mm-hmm. But what why, you know, but it's actually not. You know like, you know, I think that I think there's something that but it is a it's a it's a laboratory, man. It's a yeah. lab for you to kind of like work out all of that. I don't know. In this Does point, that make any sense? Right.
4: Like, <laughs> I mean I think going
3: on and on and on. You're basically saying like instead of critiquing it or uh, recycling in like a true sense, like taking it in and putting it back out, it's just sort of like this is mine now. Hmm. Like I'm gonna use this aesthetic and by using it it means something different than it did before. Hmm.
2: Is that what I mean? I don't know if that's what I mean. I think that's what Jay Z's doing. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah yeah yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you got a question?
5: Yeah, you know, I was, you guys are talking about things that have been removed and how it pisses you off that they just take them out. You mm-hmm. talked about uh, they'll show cartoons, they'll put like a disclaimer on it. Mm. It got me thinking about how Disney just pulled Song of the South. You know, and oh that. yeah. like one ever get to watch that again. But they left Dumbo, mm. right? Full of crows. Yeah. Why are the crows okay, but like Song of the South gets yanked?
3: Uh, you know, like what? Song about of the it? South is low key terrible anyway. <that's a> <laughs> I you to bring up the crows. I'm glad you said that because as a kid, I didn't know they were stereotypes. Magpies. They were magpies. They have yellow beaks, right? Is that the difference? <laughs> I'm like, crows have yellow beaks, ravens have black beaks. I don't know anything about birds. <laughs> But as a kid They were cool Because they acted Like cool people mm-hmm. I didn't get that They were stereotypes Of black people yeah. did,
2: did Carruthers do One of those too Like I feel like but That's that voice You know what I mean yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like
5: if they don't Read hard enough Like they don't read Instantly and like Hard enough
2: Yeah they could get and Away with it basically. And you just Be
5: like oh what is it I yeah. think about it Like
2: this right <laughs> I, th- I think about it Like this right If you have a um, You find out That there's like you own, a, you own like a A a grocery store Right And someone says Like uh, Your Your provider Hits you up You know You have a whole bunch of Let's say corn Just for the Yeah You're like okay (laughs) I ship you a batch of corn Um It's a bad It's a bad batch You can tell I mean it's all bad (laughs) It's a bad batch But you can kind of tell Some of them Because like If you open it up You can see where the The bow weevil Got into it right Mm Mm-hmm. And then what you do is you go and you look at the corn and you see where you can tell if it's happened or not. You take those off, but you leave the other ones on. It, right? That's kind of what I think. It is. I think that's all it is. You have a product that is uh, noticeably offensive right now, so you take it off the shelf. You leave the rest of the stuff on. And I'm not going to go into like maybe what's wrong with a lot of Disney films. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for me, you know what I mean? Like for me and like. Uh, Uh, Subjectively just kind of how I see Like what I see wrong with them I'm actually less interested in You know being like oh that's bad Or that's bad or this bad or that's bad And more interested in like creating um, Or sort of like cultivating uh, a, A A tendency for audiences To have a critical framework to look at all of the words, you know what I mean. To look at everything in a way and be like, okay, well, I'm really enjoying this. Like, I'm super into this, you know, this. But this is certainly the uh, fan, a fantastic spectacle of the assassination of the black radical imagination by like the black neoliberal uh, imagination. Is that Black Panther? <laughs> <laughs> I
4: didn't
2: say that. That was just an example. Yes. <laughs> that someone could use. To... Um, you got a question?
1: I was more, like, because you talked about form, so in you choosing a newspaper, so I'm I'm gonna guess that you're inspired by Black Panther, not the Marvel superhero.
2: Yeah. Oh man. Like, <laughs> I mean.
1: And how they like, because like they started off like, just. Flyer, like, mm-hmm. that to like
2: such a Big mm-hmm. newspaper so And art was such a that Big that part of that too kind of Yeah flyer. you know What's crazy is like You know Emory Douglas And all that Like that's such a Big part of like What my diet is I never even thought Of that But certainly <laughs> You know But this gets into What I was saying About you kind of Reproduce things Right like so That is part of Like my um, That is my Political subconscious Right So and I'm reproducing The form You know Um uh, of what kind of like you know unintentionally yeah but like certainly
3: yeah <laughs> jeez wow right <laughs> uh, who else has questions anybody curious uh, in the back ah uh, yeah and
1: I'll stand up so people hey. <laughs> um so I'm sure you've probably heard a lot of like
3: the cool about the Gambino
2: video yeah he asked yeah. me what I wanted to talk about <laughs> yeah.
1: For a black audience, like what was like your feeling like? Because at the same time, like I got like a feeling of reproduction, whereas other people may have got that, oh, he's being subversive. Mm. And like some felt radical to me, I didn't feel like mm. it was all that radical because I've seen those images, so it's kinda like a weird, mm. interesting balance of what's what uh, being presented to us. Mm. Like
3: so it's, your thoughts uh, on that. Childish Gambinos, this is America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, like I would just like you wake
2: up and it's like you got a whole bunch of messages. <laughs> like everybody everybody in the queue think they showing it to you, right? It's like, okay, right? like everybody's asking your opinion or whatnot. And, like, when I first saw it, I was like, wow, this is, you know, this is something to unpack. Like, I don't, you know, I'm so past, like, I, I'm so tired of, like, just going for people. And I don't want to, you know, put out, like, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to put, like, my hot take. It's like, I let it cool down. You know, I'm trying to burn my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> so I hold it. Then it's like, I'm, I'm just like, well, I do think, first of all, the video is uh, definitely made. Yeah, it's amazing. Um I in an academic way I can see like wow okay I see what you're doing. You know, I see you know like the staging of it in a warehouse, like this is very, you know, very Breckian. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> um Yeah. Uh, At the same time, though, yeah. So to interrogate what its function is, I think all you have to do is look at Twitter. You know, Um, I think in a weird sort of way, it is working because it's creating a political dialogue around the aesthetics, which I think, if it's done that, I think that's great. You know what I mean? And to have people arguing about it and maybe even arguing about the function of of the aesthetics is like. Dope. I'm into that. You know? I just didn't really like the song that much.
4: <laughs>
2: but like, you know, artists gotta make they're gonna make stuff and like that's our job, just to keep making things, you know? And um, I'll give him the credit of you know, just trying, you know Like, man, it's just good to see somebody try, man And make a mistake Like, maybe you reproduce some something, right? But you're trying to say something Like, you're already, like, a step ahead, I feel like, you know As opposed to just accidentally reproducing it Because, like, you want to show, like, you know Fly gear and, like, you know, the burner And, like, you know, all that, you know Yeah Real 1992
3: shit Mm-hmm Yeah, yeah <laughs> Um, your question about the white gaze is really interesting because, like, I'm American, so I tend to think I always think from an American perspective. Like, I think a lot of art in America almost has to be for the white gaze mm-hmm. in some way, at least to a certain extent, um, just because of that's how capitalism works. That's like, so Who you're going to be yeah. selling to? Um, Dave Chappelle learned that lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes it creeps up on you when you don't realize you're doing it. Um, have you ever had one of those moments where you're like, oh? Like the wrong people Are laughing at this For the wrong reasons
2: Yeah all the time Yeah You know The funny thing is, is like But it happens With other things too You mm-hmm. know Um Like it happens On some male gaze Thing You mm-hmm. know what I mean Which it forces me To kind of like Interrogate what I'm Reproducing in my work You know Um Yeah all the time Like I mean That's why I'm This That's why this is Such an important Thing for me Because um, I think it's almost like It's a fool's errand To expect to be Understood By creating work You know Um But I'm a fool You know (laughs) Um And at the same time It's like I think that's why Like maybe Where I'm at now Is trying to Foster A Like a Yeah just like a A broader Tradition of looking at things carefully so that, because, like, yeah, man, and I'm, you know, it's conceited, but I just, you know, I get so many cats coming up to the table talking to me about things, and I'm just like, it makes me, you know, it's mortifying to me, man. Like, it's my ego is hurt to hear that what my work does or how it's perceived, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, man, like, that's the exact opposite of what I was trying to do, Mm -hmm. you know. But you really don't, I mean, you don't own. The experience of your work mm-hmm. You know, you don't
3: uh, We talked about it From a craft perspective Or like a person who draws perspective But like it's just a straight up black man mm. uh, How is this kind of Research into the
2: radical uh, Application of aesthetics Like yeah, how has that changed for you It's crazy because um, It's interesting because Just researching gives gives me Like a bit of a Um, A new perspective On um, The relationship Of like the black intellectual And black radical theory And it's relationship to um, uh, um, Sort of like White academia So like Looking up Moten And um, Cedric uh, Brooks and like You know Adorno And like um, You know like kind of following back and seeing how one, someone borrows from something else. And like, it's funny, like I, I was writing some drafts and I, w- I would send them to my homegirl who uh, you know, she's going out for her doctorate or whatever. She's like, the smart, she puts me on all of it. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, she's reading it and she's like, oh, you should cite instead of citing, you know, whatever white guy, she's like, you should cite Moten here. And it's funny, she's like, well... I was I was reading Moton and he's he's put me onto that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like and it's interesting to think about. You know, like I'm I've always been, not always, but like I'm I you know I'm really into, you know, um, yeah, it, David Harvey and like so I'm you know checking out David and, and then there's like um, seeing how some of the White intellectuals deal with it and always kind of looking for the space where you know, like you know, jump, you know, jumping back to Wilderson to kind of get this perspective and also doing the same thing and like adding this component and like, you know, um it seems like a never ending journey. I think it is, yeah. you know, um I'm just glad to be Done for a little while With the newspaper So that I can kind of start uh, Looking how I can Like Apply Some of the way I've been thinking Or even Ask the questions Through my formal practice Not that I that I didn't do that with Lab but um, But Cartooning is different mm-hmm. Yeah 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 The uh, Like the
3: Vast breadth of black thought on the subject is interesting to me because, um, like, I just really learned about Brazil and slavery and like how it was expressed there, mm-hmm. um, how white supremacy is expressed, and like the black experience is infinite. Mm-hmm. And so, things that like hurt me here might like heal me over here, or vice versa. So, I love reading about stuff like this because um, I feel like I have a pretty like I have a pretty good handle on being black, mm-hmm. black thought, figuring that kind of thing out. You know, yeah. I've been at this for thirty-four years. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always something more to learn mm-hmm. because no matter how down you think you are, no matter how much you think you have, like, every one of us is unique. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like we're pretty simpatico, but like, you're on a bunch of stuff that I'm not on yet, mm-hmm. or, you know, that I learned about.
2: So, yeah, y'all should pick up Lab tomorrow.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. um, any more it's questions? got some funny uh, comics in it, too. Yeah. <laughs> <It's kind laughs> I mean, is this the first time the African
3: comic was printed?
2: Yeah, no, it was printed in Meat House. But like okay. this is a um this is a remix. I've changed some things, I've reduced colors and also I did some like uh I Some places of the script I just did like An automatic Like I You know There was a point Where I was like Ah nah You know And it is representative Of you know Somewhere Mostly representative Of where I was When I was like In my Maybe like Mid to late 20s And you know With a little bit The parts that I've changed Are like You know It's my voice now Or like You know Um, But yeah This is the first time It's printed properly Because when it was Printed in Meat House It was kind of like Cut off a little bit Like I guess I don't know They resized it To page or something This is like I think the first time Uh, You got a
3: question?
5: It's a complicated question In a way I guess like I've been thinking about Well okay I guess recently I've been slapped in the face By being black and creating At the same time And realizing like Okay well You know I love what everyone else is doing And they're doing really great work And I don't want them to stop But at the same time It's like okay well I have to make a space for me, and hopefully if there are other people who are, like, into that, then, like, yeah, that's great, because I was just like, okay, well, there has to be other black people who are, like, also into monsters, right? And that's a whole complicated thing that I won't get into, but I was thinking about, like, okay, in my particular context, I have recently started drawing more, like, women who are also, like vampires and like dragons and all that sort of nonsense at the same time right Mm -hmm. and so it's just sort of like do you sometimes feel like depicting I guess blackness onto things that like maybe might be fraught with like tension is like a thing that you struggle with or like a thing that you think about a lot, or do
2: you mean like as you mean blackness as an analog, like something as an analog for no, blackness? No, like I no. Mean like
5: this woman I drew is black and she's also a dream. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that
2: yeah. um, I, you know, I don't. I Maybe mean, I don't. I don't see the problem. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, no. Um, I think. Hmm. I think uh, Yeah because like I've been working on For a long time Like something that's Dealing with You know this sort of A thing yeah. um, I think it's interesting Because So for instance Maybe you know I don't really You know here's the thing I don't really care about Giving away ideas Or anything like that But one of the things that I'm dealing with is, um, blackness and say, you know, all of the different types of romantic horror characters, right? And their relationship to human beings, right? Right. So if you mention a dragon, right? Um, and you mention black, well, here's the thing about black characters and monsters is that, um a A black body is post human already right. you know like it's it exists some somewhere outside or adjacent to uh what it is to be human right, and also when you 're talking about these monsters, like the black body has already had this relationship with being consumed you right. know so or you know or repro- or having its reproduction sort of like either stigmatized or you know um taken away the the right of it taken away already you know right. um so I think Nah, do that shit. Like, <laughs> there's so much to do, right? There's so much
3: to do. Yeah. Um, until you asked that question, I didn't know that I can't think of any black vampires mm. outside of like the Eddie Murphy movie. Mm.
4: Yeah.
3: Well, yeah.
2: there's also uh, this the sweet. um Blade. Oh, no. Oh, Blade is half vampire. Um, that <laughs> 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 this superior. Wait, what's the one from <laughs> the <seven laughs> of- No, what's the one from my Ganja and Hess, Ganja and Hess, which was like a guy. Yeah, hmm? yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The huh? fledgling yeah, yeah, yeah. The fledg- yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a.
3: Hmm? I guess I got to pay more attention. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a shit movie, but she kind of like um, I guess um, exploring blackness in terms also in like uh, I guess like like you know things like vampires and things like that. Um, I think that do you In know, my creative work is kind of like. Because like vampires, you know, and goblins and whatnot, they come from a source. Mm. Yeah. And then like understanding that source within is culture and I do that a lot, like not only as like Excuse me.
2: What do you mean by a source? I don't I don't know if I understand. From
1: it. like, for example, like if you read um like um like the vampire height, where did that come from? A fear of immigration, things mm-hmm. like that. And what does it mean to take those sources mm. and put it in a context that is
2: I'm um, on that wave. We're on the same wave, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: that, like, kind of, like, subverts it and makes it your own narrative. And I do that a lot within, like, a lot of my creative works, especially being, like, African-American and Haitian mm-hmm. and, like, our ties to zombies and vampires as well. And how there's I definitely like it what I'm on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're
3: like, it. I you're like We'll
4: talk it. afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. are
3: going to like it. But that's a great example of how, like, I mentioned the breadth of the experience. Like there are so many different angles you have to take into account when making things. Um, I was going to say as a person of color, but really, like everyone should do it, yeah. um, because like dragons represent like greed, for example. Yeah. So what is like a black dragon? What is his black? What does that character's blackness have to do with the origins of the dragon? Yeah. And sometimes people get it wrong, where you're like, oh, like is that what this is about the whole yeah. time? But when it's right, like it's refreshing.
2: Right. there's a fetishization of the surface too in a lot yeah. of cases. Like I know a lot of my first stories or a lot of you know, I have a compulsion to create. Like yo, a dragon just looks cool. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I just want to draw it. You know what I mean? Like it's got dope scales and stuff. Like I want to <laughs> draw Like I don't have. It's like I don't have that as much anymore. I wish like I- I'm trying to find it sometimes. But like, yeah. um, but it's you know you have that aspect and then you have the aspect. Okay, like well, you know what does this mean? It's like, so I got saw like oh, for instance, I like the mi- medieval artwork because we're talking about western dragons right like yeah. okay um, I like this medieval representation of it and I'm looking at the figures and I'm looking at everything in that now I'm thinking about like well the church's relationship to the depiction of the body and like the church's relationship to the, the perception of the body and how that gets like how that produces these medieval you know images and like then what is the relationship of a dragon to the yeah. church you know what I mean like so and then I think it's um, you know it gives you a lot a lot more to kind of chew on and like uh, to create things and then you let it go and like somebody just looks at it and says, I like this dragon. <laughs> right? Yeah. So,
3: so um, we're out of time. We're getting to for this guy.
0: Can be found on ignorant bliss.com. It can also be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Critical, the Movie Critics Network on Block Talk Radio, on the Taylor Network of Podcasts, also on Twitter at IGPL Podcasts, along with my own Twitter at Julian Lytle, L Y T L E. You can also support this show on Patreon patreon.com slash Julian Lytle thanks to all the people who support this show each month also check out the show Culture Trapping which I'm a host on and the Speaker Talks monthly show on David Brothers site in which me David Brothers and Jamila Rouser talk about music once a month thank you for listening hope you enjoyed the episode